This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Welcome in, everybody. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We are back in podcast form. Ben Kenny here. Zach Heilprin is tending to his firing smoke alarm. Hello, Zach. Don't you hate that? It's the worst thing in the world because there's like a million of them and they all beep exactly alike and you can never really triangulate exactly which one it is. And that was the problem I was running into right before we started recording. And uh, I had just come inside from mowing the lawn and I heard it beeping and it took me about five minutes to find the one that was beeping then to replace the battery. It's just a a real pain in the ass, to be honest with you. It's you, the homeowner. That happened to me. So the problem with that, and I actually spoke about this on air and I didn't know like whether I was breaching the terms of my rent. The issue with that is nobody in their right mind carries those batteries. The big ones, the block ones. The, and, so, you know, what's go ahead. Sorry. Well, in my apartment, there are two, even though they're right next to each other and there should just be one. And it was one night I got home from, I think, doing the show. It was late enough where I was too lazy to go to Walgreens. And I was I sat down to watch something of some significance. And then every 30 seconds, just a really, really obnoxious, loud beep. So beep, I started beep, going beep. crazy. Uh, yeah, this was just one, but it was oh, okay. loud. And yeah. I tried, I tried taking them off the ceiling. I tried doing everything. It kept beeping. So what I ended up doing was, and and I've since rectified the situation. So don't worry. I I took both smoke alarms, smoke detectors. I put them in a trash bag. I hit <laughs> them as deep into the closet as I could and covered them with with a bunch of stuff, and <laughs> did not hear them all night. And it was incredible. That's good work. That's good the next work. Next day. The next day, uh, I I bought new batteries and, and fixed them, and it's all good. Yeah, the little eight volt batteries. Um, so I have a ton of those for this reason. This iRig that I'm use as my mic and plug into my computer uses eight volt batteries. It's the only thing that and smoke alarms is the only reason that I that I have them. Seriously, this little pre this little pre iRig that I carry around that I can so that I can record wherever I'm at on the road, wherever I'm at, this is what I use to plug in the, into the computer and it uses eight volt batteries. So I, uh, I have plenty of them laying around. So it wasn't that it wasn't a hard fix. That's what I'm saying, man. And apparently from, from what my parents ended up telling me, that's just uh, you should write down when it happens each year or you should be prepared and then know that sometime around that time you should buy the batteries. So you don't find yourself in the position that that I found myself in. So I've I've found myself in that position, not with fire alarms, um, but like on the road, I will have only brought one with me. And so it'll go out. It went out to Big Ten Tournament. Um, it's gone out a couple of different times when I'm on the road and I only had that battery with me. And so I was kind of screwed. So um, I went and bought like off of Amazon, like a 20 pack or a, a 30 pack of them and now have them there everywhere in the house. Dude, those are expensive. 30 of them? I mean, you buy the lowest uh, the lowest cost ones of them. Uh, it's not, but if it, you buy it, the more it wasn't that expensive. Ones, yeah, but why long. would you? Yeah, but um, for my purposes, I'm, I feel better about this. I mean, this battery will last me like a couple months huh. on, this, right. on this iRig. And sometimes I'll forget and I'll leave it on and it'll, it, it's still good. So it's, it's, it's worked out fine. It's worked out fine. But yes, that's 
that's that's battery talk for for everybody. Well, how's the uh, real quick before we get to the interesting stuff? How's the lawn looking? Oh, it's such a pain. I don't I wouldn't <laughs> I don't ever want to pay to have like somebody come out and uh you know put like the the, the weed take out the weed so you don't have any dandelions. So I'll usually do it myself. And um, they popped up last weekend. I took care of them. And I thought I had sprayed the entire lawn. I clearly had not. And now there are a whole bunch more out there today. But um, I'll I'll go after we get done here and go back out and uh, finish up and then probably wait a day or two and then spray. But that's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. It's the only part of the owning a house I, I, I don't like that and that and the uh, the shoveling aspect of it but more so lawn than anything because I can deal with cold I hate the hot I hate hot weather so do you ever listen to baseball games on the MLB app by any chance I do not okay I I, I well obviously they're broadcast uh, on the zone. I only li- yeah I only listen to Brewer games on uh, 1670 AM and 106.7 F or excuse me uh, 96.7 FM uh your brewer's home in Madison. That's the only place I listen to baseball. Right. I guess that this is a bad promo, but uh, I, I own the MOB app. I watch and listen to games through that often. And there's only two companies that have bought ad time, at least at the start of the season on those apps. And normally when you're listening on the radio, you have the radio's local ads and, and some of the baseball ones as well, or the MLB brewers, whatever. And Scott's, Lawn turf builder, tough lawn mm-hmm. seed, whatever it is, and torment yeah. from freaking Game of Thrones was just mm. grating my ears. And because the games go so fast now, like I'm out there playing golf, listening to a baseball game, as soon as like you, you don't know what's going on, and the inning inning ends, and it's oh Scott for Scots here talking about the new whatever lawn seed. It's unbelievable. Is there, it's is there any way Scots? I was gonna say, is there any way to you can't really buy like a premium package and get those out of there, can you? Because no. there's nothing else to listen to in that minute. Um, there are, if you watch TV digitally in Madison, it's very similar as well. Like if you only if you only have the app, so like if you watch ESPN, you'll get a lot of local commercials, and uh, it's the same ones over and over again. And it's the same way on Bally Sports. And uh, what was the one that we were? Was it Fox Sports? Yes, it was Fox that aired the. Uh... Yeah, our friends. Monks uh, yeah, our friends at Monks. Friends of show. Yeah, where it was like, the, and it's not their fault. Like, it's not, it's not their fault that Fox Sports didn't sell any more of their ads. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's if you're playing that ad every time, then that's what you've sold. So, um, yeah, it's it's a tough listen at times, um, and it's it, TVs go on mute very quickly uh, during the football season. It was that on, on Fox Sports. It was that the tennis channel, which just kept playing the same ad for the tennis channel uh, and one for the American Sports Network that showed like American is in the conference, kept showing highlights of hockey games <laughs> and basketball games between those schools. And yeah. even as someone who is from the general area of the American, like I, I don't care at all. Right. Yeah, at all. Yeah, no, that and that I'm trying to decide what's worse because then if sometimes like ESPN will do this where you they don't have an ad sold, so it's like your events at commercial. We back oh, here soon. That. Oh, give me the and, commercial screen, and, and that's fine. But ESPN would include like a crowd cheering in it, and it was like, <laughs> ooh, 
<laughs> it was like over and over again. And I was like, come on. I want uh, that was when I was about to throw something through the TV. But um, otherwise, yes, apps have made uh, watching sports a whole t- a whole bunch easier. It's just and I, it'll get more like normal TV where there's ads that you the worst, obviously, is when it's political ads. But um, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough at and times. The problem is the new sites like Amazon that buy these games. They obviously have such curated information as to who we are. We're not yeah. just a, a, an American with a television set. No, we have a account on Amazon, and I buy used golf balls, and then I just get berated <laughs> with golf ads, which are right. I, I I love golf ads. Golf ads are visually appealing. But the problem is, I think five, 10 years down the road, we're just going to get crushed with the most pointed advertising ever. Maybe even so, like you're sitting there with your family and like you bought something you don't want them to know about. And you just kept getting ads and ads, ads for <laughs> right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Tough situation. I, well, yeah. me, and my, me and my wife will talk about stuff and then I'll go to search it. And like it mm. fills in the Google, the, the Google search fills in for me. Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Um. No. Here's this for a transition. Do you know what you now can search on Google if you are to say it and or type it over under win totals mm. for both the Badgers and the rest of the Big Ten? I've seen them at eight and a half. I've seen them at nine, just like I feel as though they have been for the last decade and or more. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, Badgers going to be good this year. What's their win total? Nine. They're going to go over. Eh, yeah, it'll probably rely on a game or two. Maybe they go yeah. ten and two. Maybe they go nine and three. So no, that's perfect. All and it's change, and then we're right back to where we started. Right. It's about this same time that the preview magazines also start showing up in uh, the, your local uh, grocery store. Now, I don't know how, who buys those anymore. Oh, I know Walgreens the, all over yeah. Walgreens. Right, right. But that, like this is about the time that those start showing up. Like oh, after I buy them after spring. Well, I know you do. I, I and by I don't know who buys them. I mean I don't know who buys them outside of you um, anymore because you can get all that stuff online. Because right, but I know I. Here's the oh, thing. Give me here's a magazine, Zach. Let me flip. Yeah, no, pages. I I would I would love to have the hard copy in my hand. Same thing with the paper. Like if I have a choice, I'm taking the paper over anything else. But if I don't have to pay for it, then I'm not going to type of thing. So. Like I have a Badger extra subscription, but I, um, yeah, like that's it. Uh, with this, I don't, when it's magazines, it's very difficult. Like I'll just go to athlon.com and, and look it up. Right. Right. So uh, Big Ten win totals. I guess I'll I'll just hit them all right here quickly. And maybe we get to some thoughts. I have a big thought about Wisconsin's schedule that I want to get to uh, in a bit. A little housekeeping very quickly. Thursday, we will be live. The Brewers have graced us with the time period of six to seven and then podcast afterwards. No shows next week. uh, And then the week after we will uh, be back. So Big Ten win totals from Caesars, Michigan, 10 and a half, Ohio State, 10 and a half, Penn State, nine and a half, Badgers, eight and a half, Iowa, seven and a half, and then down from there with notables, including Illinois, six and a half as well as Minnesota and Nebraska, all there in that area. Now, obviously, schedule-dependent. Purdue all the way down at five. Michigan State. Mm. Uh, Tuck Tuck is no longer coming. Michigan State, four and a half, with uh, juice to the over, but still, that's pretty low. The lowest win total is uh, your Northwestern Wildcats, 
and new quarterback Ben Bryant at three and a half. Where's Indiana? Indiana's four. I didn't name every single one. I skipped okay. Uh, but Northwestern is the lowest here. And odds to win the Big Ten, I, I guess, are the same with some juice up to the teams in the West. Michigan leads the way at plus 175. Ohio State close behind at two at plus 200. The Badgers, number three, which uh, to no one's surprise is their favorite to win the West, plus 550. Penn State plus 700. Iowa plus 800. Uh, Minnesota plus 1400 and down from there. Does anything initially stand out, Zach, before we get to the Badgers schedule specifically and some thoughts on maybe what games are the most important? Does anything stand out from these freshly released off the press win totals? Well, the Big Ten West defending champions being at five is a bit of a surprise. No? Some would wonder if they were frauds. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, they do have a little bit of a tougher schedule. They play two Power Five teams in the non-conference in Virginia Tech and Syracuse. Uh, They get Ohio State and Michigan in their crossover games, and their other crossover game is obviously with Indiana. Um, They go to Iowa. They go to Nebraska. They get Wisconsin at home. It is a little bit tougher schedule than uh, when I initially looked at the schedule. I'm like, all right, well, where – where are their wins then? Okay. They open with Fresno state. Maybe I, the other two Purdue and, you know, Virginia tech and Syracuse are toss ups. You would think Wisconsin who has not lost to them since 2003 would win that opener though. It's a Friday night game. It's always difficult. So you look down the, you start looking and trying to find five wins. And then I kind of like, all right, well that kind of makes sense why that was so low, but that was one that stood out to me. They have a new quarterback. They have a new coach. They have a new system. I get all that. So um, that one kind of stood out to me. And then Nebraska being six and a half, yeah. not, in the, not, a, not, a, not big fans of Matt rule. Apparently not big fans. You think six is a lot. Did I they... think six is a lot for Nebraska after what we saw. Like, uh, okay, let's, uh, I want to reverse engineer Wisconsin schedule in a second, but you have the three big dogs that you would expect to be the highest Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, Wisconsin at eight and a half, I think should surprise nobody. Easy schedule. It's always Again, it feels that the Badgers are at that point. Iowa at seven and a half with the new quarterback and some offensive momentum, maybe. That makes some sense. And then the fact that you have Illinois, Minnesota, and Nebraska all at six and a half, where I would assume Minnesota would be the best team entering. And Illinois is coming off a great year last year. They lose some great pieces. But even in their losses, Zach, their losses were close. Like they went, what, eight and five? That should have been or easily could have been a much better record. When they lost, it was really tight. And they're all six and a half with Nebraska, a team that's coming off a horrid season with a new coach, a new quarterback. I I was surprised it wasn't lower. Nebraska, you're saying. Yeah. Yes, I can correct. see that. Look, look, I think Minnesota probably the number is is pretty low. I think I, I don't know if you, and you clearly obviously are we allowed to say that? I I I, I, I am because it. I'm not I, I am uh, because people know who I am and people know my feelings about Minnesota. So I can say positive things about Minnesota without actually ruining, uh, you know, without anybody actually thinking I um, care for Minnesota. You know what I mean? Uh, so I can say that I think their their number might be a little low. They As I think you uh, have made clear, they're the only quarterback. They only, they're the only team with a quarterback returning from last year, correct? In the Big Ten West? Quarterback and head coach combo. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So... I think, well, who else has a quarterback coming back? I guess Northwestern does, but 
he's not going to start. Okay. All right. Well, either way, the a somewhat successful uh, quarterback returning with a head coach. Um, the number feels low, but then you, again, you have to go back and look at the schedule itself and yeah, something I had something they, I haven't done. They get Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Two of those obviously look to be quite challenging. At home or away? They're at Ohio State home against Michigan. Yeah, so that's at least one loss in there, probably two. Michigan State has has evidence. They don't, there's not great feelings about them. And they get Wisconsin at home, and they go to Iowa, I believe. Trying to find in the – I'm pulling up the Nebraska schedule to see how it compares. Oh, listen to this. And all right, all right I think Nebraska will beat Colorado because – all the crazy turnover that Dion's going through, but at Colorado, isn't it's it as easy one. as some out of conferences would be? They are at Minnesota to start the year. This is Nebraska again. Their crossover games are Michigan, Michigan State, and Maryland. Like Maryland's over under seven. So if your crossovers are home against Michigan, at Michigan State, and home against Maryland, it feels fluffed up a bit. Six and a half as an over-under. I don't see where the wins come for that. Again, it's very difficult to sit here and say in early May, the wins and losses for teams. Because at this time last year, we had Wisconsin winning the West and winning it easily. So I think it's um, it's tough. I know I know what we're trying to do. It's tough to do it, though. Yeah. All right. I have a good a good way to look at how easy Wisconsin's schedule is. I want to reverse engineer it and look mm. at the opponents and the over-under win totals that they will be facing, Big Ten-wise. If you did not already believe us when we spoke on how, how easy the schedule could be, they opened the season at Purdue. Purdue's win total is five. Uh, and again, a variety of reasons due to scheduling in the team, but it's a good place to start. They host Rutgers. Rutgers win total, four and a half. They host Iowa, who's seven and a half, who's up there. They, ho- they go to Illinois who's at six and a half. Ohio State's the big one. They then go to Indiana, who's over-unders four. They play Northwestern, who's over-unders three and a half. Play Nebraska, who I, again, would maybe disagree with a six and a half tag. And they go to Minnesota at six and a half. They don't play a single team outside of Ohio State with an over-under above eight. Iowa would be the highest at seven and a half. Yeah. Again, I I don't think... uh... Anybody is surprised by those numbers, but I would be interested if we added up all the over-unders would Wisconsin's total be the lowest of anybody in the big 10. In terms of play. Yeah. Like like what you, like like what you just did, you named all their opponents and put it there. But as we know, those are designed to get people to bet on them and, and not necessarily designed to be the number that they actually hit. Right. Yeah. I could do that for Thursday. It'd be interesting to know. It'd be interesting interesting to to look at it. Um, I know SB Plus is pretty high on Iowa and Minnesota, and very low on Nebraska, from what I can under from what I remember. But I'll go back and check. And that's kind of your Bible, so yeah, I I enjoy looking at it. I enjoy learning from it. Uh, Speaking of of learning from, I I was talking about this on radio this morning, and and this I guess is my thought of the week, with over unders coming out. People are starting to make projected Vegas lines as we look ahead to the season. Mm. Zach, as you look at the Badger schedule, 
How important do you think their game, October 28th at home, against Ohio State is? It could be the biggest game of the year if they win it. If they don't win, eh, whatever. That's how I feel about it. I know it's not the most important. I know it's not going to be what determines their success or lack of success this year. But if they win it, it's the biggest win in a decade. That's just the way things are when it comes to Ohio State. So that whatever words you want to use for it, if Wisconsin wins it, it's it's monumental and it's the biggest one of the year. I know people are going to be like, well, what if they win that, but then they lose to Minnesota? It's still beating Ohio State. People are going to remember that more so than losing to Minnesota. In my opinion. I, I don't think it is one of Wisconsin's six most pivotal games they'll play this season. See, but again, I'm not saying it's the most pivotal game. I'm not using the word pivotal. I'm not using the word important. I'm using the word biggest and most exciting game of the year by far. This is the first time Ohio State's going to be in Madison since 2016. Seven years. It's been seven years since they've come here. They're likely going to be in the top five in the country when they do it. Wisconsin, if everything goes to plan, will be undefeated. It will be the biggest game at Camp Randall in a really, really long time. That's what I'm saying it is. I'm not saying it's the most pivotal. I'm not saying it's, it's the most important. I'm calling it what it is. People are going to be more excited about that game and that likely night than they have been for any other game in quite some time. Yeah. And when I look at a contest that, if Wisconsin loses by a field goal, I think the attitude on Monday is a very moral victory Monday vibe. Playing them really tight, even if they lose, if I'm being honest. With with where Fickle would be and where the team would be, where the program would be in his first year. So I kind of look at that inherently. It's like, okay, yes, I agree 100%. It is the capability for the biggest win in terms of national magnitude, how many people will talk about it in terms of locally, uh, probably in terms of upset, like pure point spread could be their biggest upset win they've had in a very long time. The I, think you can, I, I think you can make the argument if they win that game. And again, Ohio State would have to be undefeated and in the top five and all that good stuff. And Wisconsin would have to be right around, you know, in the top 10 area. But it could be, you could make the argument it'd be the biggest home win, home win since the last time they beat Ohio State. Which was in two thousand one, uh, two thousand ten. You could again, you could make the argument. I'm not saying I am making that argument. There have been games that have won Big Ten West and and clinched their, you know, um, their trip to the Big Ten title game and all that. But in terms of memorable wins, if they were to do it, it'd be up there. It's Ohio State. It's Ohio State. That's all that you have to yep. say. Luke Fickle revenge game models would be very strong. <laughs> But I, I, the thought I shared and, and how I'm approaching this is I guess I'm guarding against if the Badgers lose and if there is a reaction that says, oh, nothing's changed. There's still Ohio State. This is bad. You know, we're not there. What's the purpose? Which I don't think that reaction would come because I think everyone realizes the timeline at least of, you know, when coaches the timeline coaches have to get things right. The timeline they have to get things really pumping. But with 
how big of underdogs they presume to be. And the fact that Minnesota could decide the West, Iowa could probably decide the West, uh, that Minnesota game being on the road, Iowa at home, uh, Purdue on the road, even though they haven't lost to them in 20 years, Nebraska as well, really any of those critical West games, I was making the argument that they are far and away, by far, the more pivotal games because realistically, if you look at the season, and we don't, obviously, I don't, I want the Badgers to beat Ohio State. I don't want them to lose. But they could lose that Ohio State game, and the season could be a resounding success if they get to Indy, in my opinion. Whereas yes. it, it, it's not as if they have house money because they don't, and they it, it would be a loss in that case, a loss to a, a dominant team from the East. But it's house money to say, okay, you can go and, and shock the world in a way and increase the hype around the program. Yet still, to me, it's like if, if there is a game where you can lose it and your season is still a successful season, then to me, it's just not that pivotal of a game. And that's my approach. You can make it the argument then that every single Big Ten game or every single Big Ten West game is pivotal game. Is that Which the argument I would say that in the last year the, of the division? The, it well, here's the thing: if Purdue stinks, right? Like it's who Wisconsin is competing for the division with, and, and even actually, we'll take the West out of it. Like losing to at losing at home to Nebraska, if they do would do much more worse things for your college football playoff resume, per se, than losing to Ohio State would be. So even in the sense of the playoff, which is also a pretty big goal for the season, it's more to say that that things would still be phenomenal, even coming away having lost that game. It, it won't really go far towards changing my opinion on how the season went. Yeah, again, man. Um I know you, yeah. Games like Ohio State, they're just different if you win them. 2010, 2003, 1993, like those games, those home games, they just stand out and they people don't forget them. It's just how it is. So if you win that game, it's at a different meter. And if you lose it, it still kind of stands out. 2016, 2012, like those, it just does. So um, whether it makes us, makes you feel any different about this team or this program is kind of irrelevant to me. It's just the idea that it's the most, it's the biggest and it's the most noteworthy game on the, on the schedule. doesn't mean it's the most important. doesn't mean the most pivotal, just the biggest and most noteworthy and the one that everyone's looking forward to. That's a fine way to say it. And, and yeah, again, it's going to have the nation watching, but I, yeah, if you lose it, it's remembered. It depends how that goes on. If it's really close, like it was in 2016. And 2012. And 2012. And, 20, and 2008. Every right. time they come, every time they come here, it's close. I would they, say, have, they, they have not blown out Wisconsin, blown them out, blown them out in a long time at, at, at Camp Randall. Right. I would take Wisconsin plus if you give me 14 points, 14 and a take, half points. What was it? What is what was the thing that I the line that I saw was 15 and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume with Kyle McCord being young that Ohio State will maybe drop in the power rankings a little bit, like the Vegas ratings. Meanwhile, Wisconsin could rise if they win all those games. 
I don't know. I would take Wisconsin plus 14 and a half though. And I would, I would enter it with like, I'm, I'm pumped up for that game more than anything. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. I don't mean to just be the other side of it. I guess. No, I, I know you don't, you just don't care about the game. It's fine. I get that. I do um, care about the game. It's like, it. it's like Ohio state's just another team. Um, I, I view it differently. I think everybody that's probably listening to this views it differently. That's, that's a huge freaking game. It's may not, again, it may not decide whether they win the Big Ten West, but it certainly could. That loss counts to your Big Ten standings just as much as a loss to Illinois. Obviously, the tiebreaker is a little bit different, but you know that type of stuff. Those loss that that counts as a loss in the Big Ten too. It does. I would rather. Maybe this is not a fair either or, but this is what came to mind. I would rather have, in terms of confidence for the future of the fickle era. I would rather the Badgers soundly beat Iowa and Minnesota, two teams that are are close, are rivals, have the same coaches as they previously had. Not a new Purdue or a new Nebraska, but Iowa and Minnesota, two schools that Wisconsin's had trouble with over recent years, and that has really, really screwed them, honestly, in terms of winning the West. If you look at each of the last couple of years, it's been losses to those teams that have crushed them. I would rather beat Minnesota and Iowa together than say beat Ohio State and lose the other two. Yeah, again, I I agree with extent because that's then you're one and two instead of two and one. But that doesn't make it any less big. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm not trying to say it, it's not big. I'm I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. I get. I'm that. trying to I say it's not going to decide the season. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, those other two games, you would think, have a bigger impact because there's two of them. They're in your division and, and tiebreakers and all that good stuff. But if you beat Ohio State, then you probably have a good shot of beating the other two teams as well. Well, that's true. That's true. Even though Iowa's, I that Iowa defense. I know it's before. That, that Iowa defense and that Iowa uh, kids gambling on sports. You know, you never know what could happen. Well, yeah, like six game suspensions. Where Where is Wisconsin on their schedule? Uh, the Badgers play them in the one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So it's going to be a five game suspension and they'll be back for whoever it is. How can but Kirk Barron's suspend his players on offense? He's just digging his son a, a grave. Should have just fired him. Well, I mean, honestly, should, if this comes back, well, he survived everything else. So I'm not going to sit here and say that. That anything's going to come with this. That's hilarious. Uh, um, absolutely. Did nothing. you see the deep fake today? I did. Oh, I did. Gosh, for, that was incredible. For, from an Iowa fan, at no less. So yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty good. It wasn't even a deep fake. You know what I mean? Like it was like you could see his mouth. Like it was clearly he was talking about something else, and that guy just voiced it over and just it set up very very easily or really really well at the beginning of it, and then you could kind of tell uh, as it went along. That his uh, his mouth and in, in the the audio was not going necessarily right with each other, but it was really good. It was really good. I think a lot of people probably bit on it. Yeah, it was Kirk Farron saying, "Quote, uh, oh, don't worry about the the betting scandal. I can assure you, none of our terrible offense was point shaving. It was just <laughs> sheer ineptitude of my son." <laughs> Which would be that'd be awesome. We've addressed uh, this before. Yes, yes, we have. All right, that's. I mean, that's all the big stuff I have. Uh, I know on Thursday we're talking about the most valuable 
players on the 2023 Badgers after some, we did it last year. I think it's going to be interesting to look back upon what we said and what became true. Maybe use that to, to help inform what we say for 2023. Are there any other big news and notes uh, surrounding the, the Badger world that I missed over the last day or two? News and notes. No, <laughs> it's May. Uh, a lot of players heading home, both Portals basketball, closed. both basketball and football uh, heading home, uh, you know, get some time away and then come back in June and and get it going. But yeah, no, not a not a lot of things happening right now. Uh, but again, huge recruiting uh, month coming up in June. So plenty to oh, talk yeah. about then for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I actually will note. I, I want to go back to the odds to win the Big Ten. I did this last year. And I remember Minnesota was plus 4,000 at this point in the offseason. And I said that they were tremendous value to win the Big Ten, despite my allegiances. With the path of the West and, you know, you go up and get whoever you face in the the title game. They're plus 1,400 now, too. Just saying. But you said they're plus 4,000 last year. No, last year. This year, they're plus 1,400. Okay, so four. So 14 to one right now. Yeah. I would say Iowa's value, but they're I was plus eight. I was almost the same odds as Penn state to win the conference. Well, and we all know that reason for that because they're in the West, but we've seen them when they've gone up, when they've gone to the title game, they've gotten boat raced. I think I'm more talking about Penn state being where they're at. We know the reason why they're at where they're at because they're in the East. East. (laughs) They got a team, man. Do you, no, what I'm saying is if they were in the West, they'd be far away the favorite to win the West, and they'd have a much higher odds of winning the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Just that's oh, why yeah. Wisconsin that's why Wisconsin has better odds than Penn State. They're not a better team than Penn State. Uh, it's just they play in the West and they don't have to play Michigan and Ohio State and and uh and the rest of it. So here's here's the only betting advice I can confidently give. If you think Wisconsin is going to run through the West. If you would take the over on their win total, which I think would lead to a, a West crown, then take them 550 plus 550 to win the Big Ten. And then when the time comes, whoever they play, hopefully it's not Ohio State. Hopefully it's Michigan. Because I think, I don't know why. I just think they'd ha- they would have a better chance. But when the time comes for that game, I can guarantee you they will be shorter underdogs in the Big Ten title game than they are plus 550. And then you hedge and you make money. That's the advice I can give. And you did it for free. Nice. Well, all the other advice I've given, most of the other advice I've given is turned into not very lucrative uh, results. That's shocking. Like I've, I've taken the Badgers <laughs> over for two years in a row. Not happened. I so you should Minnesota take the has value. So if you're taking the under, then everyone else should take the over. Well, if I take the under on the Badgers win season, people get pissed at me for being negative. So what do you want? You, like, do you want me to negative the team, or you want me to be you want me to be positive? Negative Kenny does trend every fall. So, and during the summer, once I get the gears really turning, I'm about <laughs> I'm about thirty minutes away and a little less sleep from saying that uh, they could lose the Ohio State game by forty, and I'd be happy. Oh my! But goodness. I don't think that because I slept. Oh my! Oh slept my goodness! Well last night. We may be we may be cutting that one. Uh, and putting that somewhere for everybody to to laugh at uh, when they win, and you can't actually celebrate because you were would have been. What do you more mean I can celebrate? 
you cannot you cannot celebrate because you would have said, I'd be happy if they lost by 40. I'd be happier if they lost by 40. Well, I'd be very happy if they won. And happier if they had lost by 40. No, no, no. No, I said I would be happy. Just content. Just content if they lost by 40. Yeah, whatever. Okay. All right, guy. They're probably going to be good, even though they're going to be worse than they were last year. Who's going to who's going to guard Marvin Harrison Jr.? Uh, there's going to, yeah, they're going to put three guys on him. <laughs> what about Ibuka? One on one, him him and uh, Alex Smith going one on one. Everybody else going to be focused on the other side. How about uh, is Stover back? That freaking tight end that was open <laughs> on every play. That Kamoli Latu almost uh, killed when he oh, flipped goodness. him upside down last year. I hope the Badgers have a better plan with their defensive signals this time. Well, yeah, as long as as long <laughs> as it's, it's not using boards for the first time ever, for the first time ever throwing the cards at them. You'd never done it in a game before, and you did, went out and did it. Oh, what a, oh, that was just Jim Leonard didn't do a lot of bad things during his time at Wisconsin. A lot of a ton of great things for the Badgers. That may have been his worst idea and or game because that was just horrendous. Every game's the same. This one's a little bit different. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for us. I've I've nothing more written down on the docket. We'll be back huh. uh, Thursday from six to seven. Everybody wish Zach the best when it comes to his lawn care and battery rotation <laughs> podcast. Uh, this will be up around four o'clock and the one on Thursday, it'll be up around seven 30. Thank you everybody for hanging around as always. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.